Two moms, two marketers, two women new to the financial industry. They have a lot of questions. That's why they're bringing in financial experts to educate all of us here on A Penny or Two for Your Thoughts. Hey, everyone. I'm Chantel, Vice President of Marketing with Centris Federal Credit Union. Hi, I'm Liz, Senior Marketing Specialist. So here we are. I'm really excited for this episode. Not only do we have one of the best guests that we've had, I mean, all of our guests have been great, but this guest has so much energy and is so excited to be part of a podcast, but also we'll be talking about fraud and fraud protection. And before I came to a financial institution, obviously I was aware of everything that was going on or could happen, Yep. but not until I worked here did I understand or even just see the impact it can happen to anyone anyone um in fact weird crazy that we're airing this episode or recording this episode but um my husband and i both the, literally the same day and within minutes of each other had a scam uh a text message sent to both of us mm-hmm. it was a netflix scam and it was saying that oh your subscription is canceling because a payment didn't go through and well i am pretty OCD about our bank account. So I was very well aware that a Netflix payment had come out. So I, you know, told him immediately, don't do not click the link, just ignore it. I've got it all under control. And sure enough, it was a scam. Um, everything was processed fine through our Netflix account. We didn't, you know, have to go without heaven forbid, Coco melon for five seconds. My two year old <laughs> would have had a hissy fit if that were the case, but yeah, so it's, it's around, it's prevalent. I get I got one the other day from Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. I mean, even around Prime Day. So these fraudsters know what's going on. And yeah. it's scary how much they know about us as a person and what we have and yeah. all of our subscriptions and stuff. And it just kind of reiterates the fact that we have to be careful with all of our information and what we do have out on the mm-hmm. Internet because um, it's it's accessible to anybody. We're going to hear some good stuff today. We are. Like Chantel said, this is the day we've been waiting for since we even thought about this podcast, since it was even a glimmer in our eyes. <laughs> um, our next guest is someone who has a lot of great stories, but is also probably one of the most caring people I know. Um, she is a former police officer. She's been with Centris, helping protect our members for over three years as a fraud analyst. Please welcome to the show, Ash Goodsell. Hey, Ash. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Absolutely. (laughs) So exciting to be here, for you to be here and experience this. So you've got some great information to share. Yes, lots. Yep. So let's just kind of start off with, give us a little bit of your background. You know, what led you to Centris? You know, you were top for... 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, a little bit about me. I was, um, a cop for 10 years. I grew up in a very military cop family. So that was kind of my chosen path. So I worked a lot of white collar crimes, human trafficking. Um, so my focus was trying to prevent crime within casinos and that kind of activity. So after I had kids, I kind of realized maybe I should change my focus and do something that still helps individuals, but taking the risk a little bit out being a a new mom. So I found this really great opportunity with Centris and I'm able to use all of my criminal background, um, my college degrees, and I can do analyticals and understand fraud and scams and help 
our consumers and our members understand and educate them, not only in their personal lives for themselves, but also for their family and friends. It's incredible that how important your job and the team that you are on is. And it's, it's sad to a point, right, that we have to have this um, focus so much on this, but it's the world we live in. And this is not intended to be scary at all no. or scare no. anybody, but educate. Yes. Right. So talk yep. us through, you know, who's at risk? I mean, it's out there everywhere, but who, who really should be aware? Sure. Yeah. So I think a lot of, excuse me, a lot of people think maybe that they won't fall victim. Um, a lot of people that I talk to, they're like, I, I'm just dumb. I should have known better. Uh, everyone is truly at risk. And a lot of people think it's just our elderly. I think that's a misconception. Um, the FTC actually has shown recently with the environment that we live in that 40% of the people being scammed are the age of 20 to 29. And only 20% are that age group of 70 to 79. So if you think about it, it's actually our youth that are being targeted and being taken most advantage of just because of the environment we live in with devices and everything's online and everything is so instant. You kind of don't slow down to see what's happening. Yeah, no, that's really scary as a parent, just thinking about that, what, what they have access to now just yep. with technology. I mean, when we were kids, we, we didn't have that, so we no. didn't have to worry about yeah. it. No. It's a hard conversation to have. Uh, we've, we've talked on the show the difference in our, our kids' age. And so I have an almost 20-year-old and a 15-year-old. And how do you kind of have that conversation with them? Because I talk to them about it. I'm like, guys, I hear about this stuff. And it's kind of, uh, yeah, you know, it won't happen to me. Sure. How do you kind of, you know, approach that with that type of a young adult. Sure. So we do see a lot of our members that are a little bit younger where we're adding people to Snapchat, right? We're adding friends. Everybody wants to be an influencer and get to the next level. Now my kids are five and seven, but my seven-year-old's like, mom, it, is it true? Cause it's on the internet. So I think having that conversation with our youth of everything you see on Facebook, even with your best friend might not be what it appears. So ensuring that you know who you're talking to, who you're adding, understanding what you see on your phone or on your social medias isn't necessarily what it actually is. And you need to do some due diligence and ask the questions, be curious of what's actually happening and giving that freedom back to those younger generations of it's okay to ask why yeah. before jumping full foot in. Absolutely. Right. What are the common reasons that people's like specifically our members um, or just anybody really in general, their accounts are compromised? So I think it goes back to that whole trust factor, right? You, We live in the environment of, well, someone tells me something and I don't get to see them face to face, so I'm trusting them. We call it grooming is what we call it. So they're being groomed to believe something because you can say and be anybody you want through a picture and a text and an email. So we're seeing a lot of compromise when it comes to these things because you are groomed to trust someone. And then you give out your username and password to Amazon. Oh, go ahead and just, you know, buy that shirt you're my friend or, Oh, you know what? You need some money. Here's my Venmo account. You know, they're starting to give out that information, truly believing that who they're talking to won't hurt them or harm them. And ultimately the idea <clears throat> behind a fraudster's goal is to financially gain themselves. They don't care about you as the person. So you being trusting and giving that out gives you more vulnerability and you become now a higher target later down for more scams. And the questions that they're coming out with, the questions that they're asking, or um, what would be some of the red flags someone should look for? Sure. So a lot of fraudsters are going to 
find what they can find on the, on the dark web. What is already leaked out there that you don't know about or what you publicly post on those social media forums. So they're going to ask you questions of, you know, I can think of like my aunt who posts, I had a really hard day. I can't pay my bill. Everyone launders that out there and fraudsters see that. So then when they call, you're like, oh, we're, we see you're having a hard time with your bills. You want to give us your online banking information. We'll get you that deposit um, for a remote deposit and you can get that cash. You can pay that. But we just ask that you give us so much back. They are they're truly doing their research on you as a person. So they're going to ask you questions that you wouldn't think anybody else would know because you're so tunneled on that very moment in time with what's going on in your life. So they're going to ask you personal questions. Once they get those answers, they're going to ask you then for your social security number, your date of birth, your credentials for your bank account, your credit cards. And then they ultimately are going to ask you, what do you want from us? And that's where like you see the loan scams or I'll give, we'll send you a check. So they're going to make it feel like it's not that big of a deal. You're giving that information out, but it's harder to get that back once it's given. We live in a world of social media. It's not going away. No. And so it is that kind of balance of sharing mm-hmm. and, and having that social interaction, but realizing you, you cannot share everything. Right. You cannot let yourself become vulnerable to that type right. of individual. Right. Well, and even locking your pages down, like, does that help like not having it be a public page and keeping it private to just people that you let in? Yes. So um, when I was in law enforcement, obviously we keep things pretty private because we're protecting our families. Um, So one of the things that we were told in training always, and I tell a lot of our members is if you don't need to share it, don't share it. Um, I'm not from the area. So my Facebook and Instagram are very much locked down where I have to approve a post. I have to publicly click the public share or only you as my friend can view it. And I only add those that I would be like, Hey, if I ran into them, I'd be comfortable them knowing that information. Um, because once it's on the internet, even if you delete it, it can be found. So trying to lock down your social media is trying to not put your email address on every single thing because email is a big compromise too for business and personal. So trying to put as little information as possible, but ensuring that you can still have a life by sharing it, but be cognizant of what you're sharing. Right. And you had mentioned Snapchat earlier. Everyone, not everyone, some people think it goes away. It really truly doesn't. It truly doesn't. That misconception of things, if one should delete it, it can never be found. In law enforcement world, that's not the case. You should truly treat it as if I send it, I'm never going to be able to get it back, but it's out there for anyone. Snapchat is a very interesting mystery that our youth are using, and they are getting those check images. They're getting sending pictures of their bank account information or what they're doing, and then it just fosters into something bigger that they can't get back. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You had mentioned just a little bit ago, you know, some of the techniques that these frosters are are using. Obviously, they're they're thinking in a very creative way. Just like you know, use that resource in a different manner. However, yep. what are what are some things that you're seeing that are 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 coming to our members? Yep, so we're seeing a lot of the um the, the family members that you haven't seen for a while. So their social engineering is what we call a person based off of, let's say Liz and I have been friends for years and we have 
lost connection. She's talking to a fraudster and he's social engineering like a new Liz to then try to contact me through Facebook and make it appear to be I'm talking to Liz or getting us to both to fall for a scam. We're seeing almost triangular scams where multiple people are involved in the same scam in one Puppet master, the fraudster is controlling multiple um, avenues. Your Snapchats, um, you're just adding and you don't see who you're actually adding. Um, They're finding ways to um, groom you and talk to you for multiple days. A lot of our members, I will ask them, how long have you talked to them? Some of them, they're more the romance ones, are for months and days and years. But the ones that are your gift cards, send Bitcoin, they're getting creative because Financials are figuring out the gift cards. So now we're using virtual wallets and Bitcoin ATMs. And I asked them how long they talked to them. They're like, we were on the phone for nine, 10 hours. I don't even talk to my significant other that long. No. So um, what they do is they just get you rolling and rolling and carry on these conversations. So they're, they're using your time, which is something very different than the forceful scams that we saw years ago where I need the money. Let's get it, get the gift cards and let's move on. They're taking a little bit more time to cultivate that, to get as much money as they possibly can. Trying to gain that trust and move on from there. Yep. Wow. What are the best ways for us to keep our personal information secure? I know we kind of talked about that on the social media Mm -hmm. side, but what are some other things that people can do to, you know, keep themselves safe and their family members safe? Sure. And I think it comes back to, um, you know, I think of sports. I'm a huge sports fan. And so I educate myself what my sports team is going to look like for the year. You know, fall sports are coming up. I know. Hawkeye, Nebraska. I mean, I can appreciate both sides. This podcast has been good. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, So go Big Reds. So so I always tell you need to educate. You need to take your own due diligence, right? And then the other thing is is, um, you need to follow, like, the FTC um, website, Federal Trade Commission. They have lots of blogs, right, to educate you, to share that information. Um, On that website as well, it gives you steps if you think you have an identity compromise or – I just want to be proactive. Um, Myself and my kids, I have our credits flagged. So my social security number has a flag on it. So loans, credit cards, anything like that financially that would impact my my social security, my credit score, I will get notification and have to decide if that was me or not. Um, So there are steps you can take to be proactive. If you have an information compromise, then there that um, you go to those government websites and there's actually step by step what you should do to protect yourself. But I think it's just giving yourself the due diligence to ensure that you're doing everything you can. Yeah, that's great information. And it's not always out there for people to know about. Right. And I would say, too, if you actually had a true compromise where someone does have your social, you had a loan opened, you know, we have members all the time. They're like, I had this loan somewhere and and it wasn't me. Um, We recommend to our, our members that you need to alert all your financial institutions, whether you see the compromise yet or not, if you believe it, at least report it. And most financials, including us, will take those extra steps to do what we can to educate and to protect you on a financial end. What about those members that call in that are just not tech savvy and they have maybe done some clicking or, you know, whatever happened? How do you, how do you guide them through that process? Because that's, 
it's very emotional. Mm -hmm. I know you, you have those very emotional conversations sometimes. So how, how do you kind of guide them through that? So I feel like a lot of those that have the less tech savvy or just are unaware, maybe our elders or, you know, we pick on the elders, we pick on our, our younger generations. But I think what happens mainly is you have to, like you said, take the emotion out. You have to calm them down. A lot of my conversations are, I need you to take a minute. I need you to take a breath. What I've learned through my own training is we call it condition black. So what happens is, is you're so involved in this scam that you don't understand what's happening right there in that moment, except that scam. Everything behind you has gone away. Noise has gone away. Your life, everything is silenced and you're focused. So then you give out, right, the online banking information, you give out your social. So when those conversations, I try to calm them down and explain, I hear you're angry. I hear you're upset. We're going to do what we can do. Getting that emotion to slow down and saying it's okay to ask questions. And when we have like the compromise with the online banking, it's getting their trust from them with their financial because they don't see me face to face. So giving them the trust back because they've been truly victimized and slowing it down, resecuring as quickly, but as slowly as possible. Ultimately our goal, especially at Centris is to slow down the process to make them feel safe again. And then walking them through getting the tech stuff figured out or hey, why don't you meet with a service rep? Giving them other options to help someone that might not have the tech savvy that most do in the world right now. Right. right. So, you know, I've heard you have a lot of those conversations, just calming people down and kind of almost talking them off the ledge, if you will. But then you're having, you've got a tough job because they've been victimized. They've lost trust in pretty much everybody around them. Right. So now you have to earn their trust that you're going to help them and you're not going to make, you're not going to take advantage of the situation either. So right. I hear that side of the conversation and it's just, it's, it's so awesome to hear. And like I said, you're one of the most caring people. So I can just hear that tone in your voice. Like I'm here to help you. Yep. Um, and that's, that's really cool to see. Yeah. So if I am scammed or someone I know love is scammed, where do I start? Where, where do I begin in kind of going through that process? Who do I call? Where do I reach out to? So I would say, let's think of, um, let's say, like Liz said earlier, let's say your husband fell for it, right? Um, so what I would Naturally. say- Right. It's usually how it works. <laughs> he sees um, the link and clicks it. Clicks yep. it, right? That's the biggest thing right now is seeing something and instantly wanting to panic. So yeah. when we have the compromise and you click on the link yourself or a friend or family member, figure out where it started. That's one of the biggest questions I ask is, did they call you? Did they text you? Did you click on something? Figuring out where the source happened so you know, okay, where did that channel lead? Do they have access to my online accounts? Do they have access to my credit cards? Virtual wallets are huge right now. Virtual wallets are being compromised. So trying to ask what was compromised, what was given, what was not, and slowing that process down and then immediately alerting your financial or shutting your virtual wallets down so they're not attached to your debit cards or your account numbers, trying to figure out where would the impact be. We call it stop the bleeding in our yep. world. You need to stop it. Once it's stopped, then we can go back and fix. That's right. You even have to know what device they're using. So if they're using their cell phone, yep. all the things that we have on our cell phone these days, yep. or if they're using their laptop, like mm -hmm. if it's company laptop, is it a right. personal laptop, and all, the, all the information that they have access to. Well, I think that's a big thing that a lot of um, 
victims or those that are just uneducated and don't realize is it's one thing to give out your username and password, which you should never do, even for Netflix, unless I give it to my brother. So I'll give him some kudos, yeah, but my mom and dad have it. Right. Um, but your username and password should truly never be given out. And you're never going to ask for that. No, no, no financial in here. In my world, I already know your username. I don't need you to give it to me and I don't need you to repeat your password. Mm-hmm. Um, to keep that mitigation of risk down, your username, like I tell my parents, should not be the same as your Netflix and HBO. Your financials should be very specific, symbols, characters, numbers, letters, all of the things you can think of. And I know I don't like changing mine either, but changing them as regularly as you can would help that. But when you think of, I just gave my username and password out, we have started to see that fraudsters are having you download apps to your computer, to your phone that gives them viewing rights to what's going on in that device. And like Liz said, that exposes you to your credit cards or your wallets or anything else on there. So that's one thing if you or a family friend have been victimized is did you actually just give out your username and password or did you give out your essentially your device by downloading information? I tell my kids on their apps, don't download unless we read what it says. Never download anything, even from a merchant, until you know what it's asking access for and what it's trying to link to. Yep. Right information. What do you? How do you feel about those um, resources that they have out there now, like KeePass and LastPass and things like that? Is that a great tool for people to use to give them the username and password, um, kind of that that tool? kit, if you will, of how they can change their password? Yeah. So I use, I don't know what app it is and I don't have my phone, but I use some type of key pass. um, And those apps really read the features. Um, Like the one I use specifically has a code that I have to enter. So if someone compromised or steals my device, they need the code to get into where my usernames and passwords are stored. So I would always suggest having some type of availability to store that but ensuring you're not storing it like on an open forum um, that someone can click on the app and it's there ensuring that there's some type of key password that you have to enter even to get in that point. So we come to the point in our episode where we ask for a penny for your thoughts and really what is the most important thing that you want our listeners to take away from this this episode, there was a lot of great information, but what's the number one thing that you'd want somebody to walk away with? So I want everyone to just slow down. If I had to give any advice, I think we all live in a very fast paced world. We are moving to the next, to the next. So when you get that call and you guys have heard me, even fraudsters have called me at work and I'm like, okay, you're on my time at this point. So, um, so uh, this is a note for all fraudsters out there. Yeah. Please don't, don't call Ash. Don't call Ash. Um, you're not you going to win this one. No, you're not going to win. <laughs> um, but I would say slow down and like, listen, what's being asked of you. Does this make sense? Is it the bill service calling me or is this someone that's trying to gain access to something I don't want? So slow down. Um, I think people are afraid to say no. I am the opposite. I enjoy telling people no, but I feel that people get offended. So slow down. What is the expectation? What are they asking me for? Does this make sense? And no, I don't feel comfortable. I'm going to say no, hang up and try to find an actual phone number to call like your financial, the credit bureau, whoever's calling you, uh, secret service, right? Secret service called me. Again, law enforcement's not going to call you and ask for all this information, right? That's another (laughs) big scam. But just ensuring that 
you understand what's being asked of you and that it's you you're protecting. Right. You need to protect yourself and it, it's okay to say no and don't get in that condition black. If you start to not quite understand where it's going, you need to be like, hey, does this make sense? And then maybe slow back a little bit. When you start to get those weird spidey feelings like, I feel like I'm derailing, mm-hmm. you probably should step back for just a second and just make sure. At the end of the day, you're going to have a gut reaction. You are. You are. And it's trust just, your gut. Yeah, something your gut. is going to feel off. Every, you know, everyone, you know, as go- any of us growing up, I feel like every grandparent would be like, hey, if you feel it, it's weird in your tummy, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Right. And yep. so I feel like even in that, this rest- aspect, everyone's on the phone. You get text. If you get a text, that's a big thing. Um, we all understand the phone call scams, but a text, you don't have to engage if you don't know. Right. Um, so again, it's all your decision. Just ensure you're knowing what you're engaging in ultimately. Very good. This is great. Thank you so much for this information yeah. and sharing this. Thanks for yeah. having me. I really enjoy this. And Liz and Chantel get to experience all of the things all the time. So yeah, we get I was joy geeking sitting, out. Sitting very close to Ash <laughs> and very hearing, good. Very hearing good. all the things. Yes. Um, we still have a lot of questions for our subject matter experts, but if there's anything you'd like to ask, just send those our way at pennyforyourthoughts at centrusfcu.org. Ash, thank you so much for joining us yeah. today. We really appreciate it. Thanks glad for having you could, me. Glad you could hop on with us. <laughs> For those of you listening, if you don't want to miss an episode, be sure to subscribe to our podcast. And if you enjoy what you're hearing, rate and review to help share the wealth. Also, be sure to follow Centris on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn for more great financial information. You can also visit our website at centrisfcu.org or just give us a call at 402-334-7000. You might just get to talk to people like Ash. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. Thanks for listening. Thanks, everyone. Hold up, media production.